If you could turn to Luke 17 first. I was thinking of this little scene from the Gospels this morning as we got started. Luke 17, we, we know this story well, where the Lord heals ten lepers. And we can learn many lessons from the story. I mean, the one that we always remember is the, the lesson of gratitude. But I want to actually look at three stories about lepers really quickly that it might humble us and remind us of who we are and who we were apart from Christ. We see in this story, in the story of Naaman, in the story of those lepers outside the gates during the famine, we see that we were like them, outcasts, sinners, enemies, ungodly, but the Lord met us in our weakness, in our sickness, in our shame, and He saved us. So just briefly look at these three scenarios. First in Luke 17, verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, He was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. <coughs> praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. So I'd like to just put myself in the mind of that man. He was a leper, which was a bad state to be in. But even if he wasn't a leper, he was a Samaritan. And at that time, the Samaritans were treated badly by the uh, Jews around them. They were looked down on. And you might say, for good reason. They had an inferior religion. Theirs was only partially right. They uh, didn't acknowledge God in the way that He had revealed Himself through Scripture. So you would say that He was without God in every meaningful way. Not only without community. Being a leper, He even had these other nine around Him. So in a sense, He had a little bit of community there. But he was apart from God. And the Lord Jesus cleansed him 
And because, when he did, all that he would res- could respond with is to bow down and worship him at his feet. Just like we were singing this morning, we worship at your holy feet, thou glorious Lamb of God. His blood has washed us from our sins and brought us nigh or near to God. He told those ten, go show yourselves to the priests. As they were walking, I'm sure they were thinking, this is not a good idea. We're not allowed to go to the priest. We'd have to get close even to the temple. We're not allowed to go to the temple. And in a way, you might say, we are not allowed to go to God. We're apart from God. But Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Let's flip back into the Old Testament really briefly now. Look at 2 Kings. I've always liked this little story. 2 Kings. uh, Let's see. Yeah, 7, right? And really no time to read the whole thing, but you definitely want to read it. It's, it's got a little humor to it. It's got a little... It, it's a really funny little story, but the, there's, a, there's a great famine during this time, and the city is under siege in chapter 7. The Syrians, those perpetual enemies, are keeping everybody in the city, starving them out he might say, uh, so that they can conquer the city. And then you have this picture of four men who were lepers outside at the entrance of the gate. This is in verse 3 of 2 Kings 7. There were four men who were lepers at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, Let us enter the city... The famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. So now come, let us go over to the camp of the Syrians. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. So they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sound of chariots and of horses, the sound of a great army. So they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to come against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent and ate and drank, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried off things from it, went and hid them. Then they said to one another, We're not doing right. This day is a day of good news. If we're silent and wait until the morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. So this is an interesting little story where the these four lepers, once again, not a good position to be in. They were sick, but it was a sickness that caused them to be outcasts, caused them to be uh, cut off 
from the blessings of the community, of the Israelite community. Now, interestingly, these men were probably Israelite. They were probably Jews. They belonged to the community in a way, but they were outside the gate. They couldn't have fellowship. So what do they do? They just decide to defect. I'm going to the enemy camp. I, I might as well go there because maybe it will live. Uh, there's nothing really here for us, so I'm going to go find my... Uh, see what happens with the enemies of God, the Syrians. But when they come there, they're richly blessed. And you know, this is a picture, in a way, of the unexpected blessing that comes to us in Christ. They were abundantly blessed, and they said, we're not doing right to hoard this to ourselves. This is a day of good news. We've got to go tell people. And so I think that there's a lesson there for us too, where we see the first leper, he gives thanks for his healing. Here these uh, four men, they proclaim the good news. This could be our response as well. It's a response that comes from knowing what we really deserve, but what we get instead. What these men really deserved was uh, just like everyone else. They were just going to die in their leprosy. But now they basically had plenty to eat, plenty of wealth. Then if you flip back to the previous story in 2 Kings chapter 5, this is that well-known story of Naaman. Naaman, the Syrian captain. So again, this is the enemy of God's people. He was a leper. He was successful. He was mighty, wealthy, but he was a leper as well. So, once again, this is a picture of what we are apart from Christ. We, we might have plenty of food, money, shelter, acclaim, friends, but we're a leper, right? But there's still this sickness clinging to us. So we know the story. He comes in at the advice of his one of his slaves and comes to Elisha, and Elisha tells him what to do to be cleansed. And when he dips in the river and realizes that God is, in fact, powerful, there is a God, we see his response starting in verse 15. 2 Kings 5.15 Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and he came and stood before him and he said, Behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. So accept now a present from your servant. But he said, As the Lord lives, before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. And then Naaman said, If not, please let there be given to your servant two mule loads of earth. For from now on, your servant will not offer burnt offering or sacrifice to any god but the Lord. This is his response. I will, I will offer worship to no God but Yahweh, but the Lord. And so here, where the first one bows down at his feet and gives thanks, 
The second example, they proclaim the good news to others. Here, Naaman gives worship to the only true and living God. This is our response. This needs to be our response, but it's a response that comes from humility. The humility of knowing who we are and who we were apart from Christ. Just to conclude, look at Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. When we know who we are and who we were apart from Christ, this can fuel our thanksgiving, our worship, and even our service for the Lord. And so in Romans 5, the Apostle Paul shares this truth with these believers in Rome. You know, Rome was a, was a great city. It was a city, it was the capital, you might say, the capital of the world. And, but these believers had come to realize who they really were in Christ. Six, for while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we've now been justified by His blood, much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. So look at the description that He gives. Weak, ungodly, sinners, enemies. That's us. That's who we are who we were apart from Christ. Weak, ungodly, sinners, enemies of God. And just like these various stories of the lepers, they experienced grace and the compassion of God. And that because of that, it responded in worship, thanks, and service uh, of spreading the good news. So may we do so as well as we reflect on this truth about us. A humbling truth, but one that can really feel our love for the Lord and our service for Him.